Hello, and welcome to Making Christ Known, a podcast from Adairsville Baptist Church in Adairsville, Georgia. This podcast features senior pastor Eric Sorrell and his sermons designed to make Christ known in Adairsville and beyond. For more information about Adairsville Baptist Church, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. And now, here's Pastor Eric. shepherding your soul, your life. Well, in Ezekiel chapter 34, God's Word comes to the prophet Ezekiel who will preach God's message to the nation of Israel. The very first verse says, The Word of the Lord came to me. Right? This was God's sermon, God's message to the nation of Israel. And this message was given over 2,600 years ago. So it is ancient, yet still applicable for even today. Ezekiel was both a prophet and a priest, and he was very familiar with war in Israel. He was very familiar with the Babylonian captivity. And he gives a sermon, and this sermon contains expressions or metaphors. The very last verse, verse 31, says... And you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture. And I am your God, declares the Lord God. So today we might say, he who has ears, let him hear. Because it is symbolic. There are going to be four sections that show us shepherds and sheep and how we are guided in life. The first section is this, number one, selfish shepherds. If you're taking notes, four main points. Number one, selfish shepherds. And we're going to look at verse one all the way to verse four or five. The Bible says, Ezekiel writes, The word of the Lord came to me. Thank God for Bibles and the word of the Lord. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel the leaders of the nation, prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourself with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you don't feed the sheep. The weak, you've not strengthened. The sick, you have not healed. The injured, you've not bound up. The strayed, you have not brought back. The lost, you have not sought. And with force and harshness, you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the wild beasts. This first section speaks of selfish shepherds. Now, a shepherd is a leader, 
Right? He, he's writing with expressions, with metaphors. And he's talking about not really physically like shepherds, but he's, but he's saying, you shepherds, you leaders, you spiritual leaders of the nation, you political leaders of the nation, you, you, you rulers and, and elders, right? A shepherd is a leader. And what is a shepherd's role? But to look after the sheep, to care for the sheep. But here in this section, he, he lets us know that these shepherds were looking out only for themselves. They were taking, but they weren't giving. He says, you're taking the wool. You're taking the meat. You're taking, but you're not giving. You're not looking after the injured. You're not going out and, and seeking the lost. You shepherds are selfish. You're just takers. You're, you're in it for yourself. I began to think about all of our modern shepherds, our, our modern leaders, and not just people, but, but things that shepherd us and influence us and, and try to shepherd and lead our soul. What are the modern shepherds that lead us and guide us today? As we talked about last week, media, technology. Media, the screen now, leads us. The phone leads us. The computer shepherds us, right? Our, our technology guides us. And let me tell you, right, even the Fox News, the CNN News, the Facebook, the YouTube, the Google, they're not in it for you. They're in it for themselves. They're in it for the almighty dollar. They're in it for, for whatever their agenda is, right? There are a lot of modern shepherds that are quite selfish and, and we allow culture to shape us. The culture that we're in shepherds our souls. And, and right, culture's not after our good. Culture's going to say, well, this is what we think's right, and, and it leads us, and technology and media leads us. Maybe it's influential people in your life. It, that could be a teacher, that could be a coach, that could be a boss, that could be a coworker, that could be a friend, that could be somebody that you admire, right? A peer. And they're shepherding you, they're leading you, but are the modern shepherds really after our good? Many. In Israel's day, in our day, many of these modern shepherds, they're after their own selfish gain. They're not after our good. Even in the New Testament, the half-brother of Jesus, Jude, when Jude writes his epistle, he warns of shepherds that feed only themselves. Right? Even some teachers, pastors, leaders in the church, right? Only after their own good. Their own gain, what, what makes them happy and prosperous and popular. And we have to also note in the New Testament, right, that a, a spiritual shepherd, a pastor, has a deep responsibility. But any shepherd, any leader has a, a high responsibility. So first, the prophecy is against those selfish shepherds. He says in verse 5, because you are so selfish and you've ruled them with force, You've ruled them with harshness. You haven't done what you are supposed to do. Verse 5 says, so they were scattered. Because there was no shepherd really for them. They became food. Just devoured by all the sins and things of the world. The, the wild beast. The second section, he moves from selfish shepherds to scattered sheep. That's the result. right? When you have a selfish shepherd, you're only going to have scattered or wandering sheep. Let's look at about verse 5 all the way to verse 10. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. They became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep, verse 6, were scattered. They wandered. 
over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely my sheep have become a prey. My sheep have become food for all the wild beasts since there was no shepherd. And because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep, therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I'm against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall they shepherds feed themselves. I'll rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. Scattered sheep. We see a lot of scattered sheep here today. In this section, whose sheep were they? Did you notice that repeated phrase from verse 6 on? My sheep, my sheep, my sheep. God says, you are my people. You're not the shepherd's sheep. You are my sheep. But he asks this question, who's going to seek? For the sheep. Who's going to search for the sheep? Who's, who's seeking the sheep today and searching for the sheep in our day? In this context, Israel, the nation as a nation, had been scattered by Assyria. Israel had been scattered by Babylon. Even today, Jews are scattered now all over the world, right? They know what it's like to have selfish shepherds, and and they know what it's like to be sheep that are abused and, and not cared for. And in this day, they were in need of a homeland once again. They were in need of pasturing, and Ezekiel knew this. They were scattered sheep, he says. They were wandering sheep. I think about this, we have a lot of wanderers today, don't we? People that are scattered away from the flock, away from the things that they need, away from this fold, and they are scattered into the world. Remember when Jesus looked at Israel and He said this, that they were sheep without a shepherd. Oh, they needed a guide. They needed a a better leader. They are scattered sheep away from God's provision. The third section is one of salt sheep. Salt sheep. Let's begin in verse 11 and go to around maybe verse 19. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock, When he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so I will seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. It's going on there now, right? They need need a rescuer. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from their countries and I will bring them into their own land. And he did this and he will do it again. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture. And on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land. On rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost. 
I'll bring back the strayed. I'll bind up the injured. I'll strengthen the weak. And the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Notice that God shepherds even those that are in need of discipline with justice, not with anger, not with um, wrath and um, right harshness as verse 4 says. Verse 17, as for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture and to drink of clear water? That You must muddy the rest of the water with your feet, right? There were some of those that were just trampling the dirt and the things of God and they, they weren't good sheep, they weren't, they weren't right beneficial to the flock. Verse 19, and must my sheep eat what you've trodden with your feet, right, and pooped in and everything, and drink what you've muddied with your feet? Therefore, verse 20, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. We first see selfish shepherds, and selfish shepherds produce scattered sheep. But we also see that there begins to take a turn in this next section, and there are salt sheep. God Himself says, I'll seek you out. God will seek them out. You see that repeated phrase, I myself, I myself, I myself. God will do what no modern shepherd would do, right? God can do what no modern shepherd can do, right? God does what no earthly leader can do or ever would do, whatever any pastor would do. God is the best pastor, the best shepherd. I myself, He says, I will take care. I will seek out the sheep. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist denomination, commented on this verse and he said, this is a promise that God would take care of His flock. Right? In the New Testament, even Jesus said He would leave the 99 sheep to go and to find the one. Not many modern leaders are going to do that. Our media, our culture, like some of the influential people in our life, are they really going to leave the 99 to go after the one? But God does, right? Christ does. The good shepherd, the cheap shepherd, the great shepherd does. And note that God gives the sheep all the provisions they need. If you went through that section, verse 11 to to 19, you'll see all the things that God gives. And what does He say? I'll give you pasture. I'll give you food. I'll give you drink. I'll give you nurture. If you need healing, I'll give it. I'll give you rest. You'll lie down. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11 says, He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He'll gather the lambs in his arms. He'll carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. You see, God seeks out his sheep. He gives them everything they need. He will give you what you need, what your soul is looking for. And in this section we see that God even judges the animals. He even disciplines the animals. He even separates the animals. Those that were of the flock but that were not treating the others the right way, that were maybe even not genuine. He says, I I, I, as the shepherd, I'll separate, I'll discipline, not in cruelty, not in anger, but in, as verse 16 says, injustice. I shepherd injustice. That's the way God shepherds us, right? He's perfectly just and He's gracious, but He's not going to shepherd us in anger or wrath. 
fourth section, the final one, is the Savior Shepherd. The Savior Shepherd. Look at verse 20 to 31, the end. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder. See, animals do that. And thrust at all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. I'll rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey. And I'll judge between sheep and sheep. Watch this. Verse 23. And I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David. And he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. I will make with them a covenant of peace and banish wild beasts from the land so that they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will send down the showers in their season, and they shall be Showers of blessing. And the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. And the earth shall yield its increase. And they shall be secure in their land. Are they now? No. Do we pray for it? Yes. The day is coming when they will be? Yes. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and deliver them from the hand of those who enslaved them. Right, their own leaders and others. And verse 28, They shall no more be a prey to the nations, or terrorist group, nor shall the beasts of the land devour them. They shall dwell securely, and none shall make them afraid. And I will provide for them renowned plantations, so that they shall no more be consumed with hunger in the land, no longer suffer the reproach of the nations. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God with them, And that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. And you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture. And I am your God, declares the Lord God. Beautiful chapter, isn't it? That follows the famous watchman on the wall chapter of Ezekiel 33. The great shepherds and sheep chapter of Ezekiel 34. In this last section we see the Savior shepherd. The Messiah, the Christ, is the Savior Shepherd. He is a Shepherd King. Now he says this right in verse 23, And I'll set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them, he shall be their shepherd, right? My servant David. Now David had already lived and died. What does this mean? That David's going to be resurrected and that David will be their Shepherd King? No. What he's saying is there will be a descendant of David, the Messiah, the Christ. He is the Savior Shepherd. And that Savior Shepherd will fulfill many of the Old Testament promises made to the nation. And what would the Savior Shepherd bring? Study that section. The Savior Shepherd brings peace and security and blessings. The Savior Shepherd brings deliverance and provisions and also this intimate worship because He keeps saying, and you'll know that I am the Lord your God. You'll, you'll know me. You'll worship me. We'll have an intimate relationship. 
Matthew Henry, writing in his commentary, says this. The latter verses, Ezekiel 34, 23-31, prophesy of Christ. It's about Jesus, the ultimate shepherd that would come and seek out his sheep. You see, God gives what no man can give. God gives what no man could achieve. Look at verse 29 through 31 again. Right? No shepherd media technology, none of your earthly shepherds that you let shepherd your soul, your friends, your peers, your boss, your co-workers, your, your TV channel. They can't give you what you need. Verse 29, I will. You can't earn these things yourself. We're just sheep. I will provide for them renowned plantations so that they shall no more be consumed with hunger in the land. All the other things are just going to leave you starving. Your soul will starve. And no longer suffer the reproach of the nations. And they shall know, right? It's all in a relationship with God. That I am the Lord their God with them, that He's with us, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. And in the New Testament, we know that the church is also His people. We are also His sheep, the sheep of His pasture. He is the Lord God Almighty. As we begin to wind down today, all of this points forward to the New Testament, doesn't it? To John chapter 10. And the question is, do you know the good shepherd? Do you know the true shepherd? The true shepherd, right? The Bible calls him in the New Testament the good shepherd. He calls him the chief shepherd. The New Testament calls him the great shepherd. In John 10, 14, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, right? I lay down my life for the sheep. I'm the door, right? I lay there, right? You've got to go through me. I'm not a selfish shepherd. I'm the shepherd that knows his flock and they know me and they listen to my voice and they, they follow me. In John chapter 10, Jesus said there's one flock. He said, and there's one shepherd. It's, it's Christ. It's the descendant of, of David. We see this prophecy. In John chapter 10, we learn the good shepherd knows his sheep, seeks them out. Lays down his life for them and cares for them. And so as I read this, I begin to think back even to last week's sermon and, and begin to say, who are we letting shepherd our soul? Who's shepherding you? We all need a, a shepherd. Can't do it ourselves. Probably the most beautiful thing to me about this passage is this pattern that you see on the screen. It's a beautiful pattern the way that Hebrews would sometimes write. Do you see the structure? Do you see the pattern? A1 and B1 and B2 and A2. You see the selfish shepherds contrasting with the Savior shepherd. right? The A1 up top is kind of like the A2 down at the bottom. He begins with the selfish shepherds, but by the time we, we rise in the action and we fall in the action, we, we come to the Savior shepherd. So much better, right? And do you see the, the, the contrast and the comparison in B1 and B2, the, the scattered sheep, but then there's the sought sheep. You see the rising action and then there's the turning action and this, this turning point in this beautiful pattern that you see often in Old Testament writing, right? That the selfish Contrast with the Savior Shepherd, 
and the scattering contrasts with the seeking. And, and who does the seeking but, but God Himself? Man, praise be to God for His beautiful Word. Praise be to God for how it's marvelous and how we can study it and go, God, thank you. Praise be to God that we have the, the New Testament that we know, that Israel needs to know, that Jesus is the Messiah, that, that He is the, shepherd's, the shepherd that we need. It's this beautiful structure. That's the fifth point, right? If we were to add number five, the structure shows us the, the beauty of what God does. Our application as we close, maybe just three points. Number one is follow. Follow. Follow the good shepherd. If you don't know Jesus, know him and follow him. Make him Savior and Lord. But also follow the good shepherd above all others. Above the media and culture and your friends and your co-workers and this society. He has to be first, right, to shepherd us. We have to allow Him to and we have to follow Him. So know Jesus as Savior, as Lord. To make Him Lord is to make Him the ultimate true shepherd and to follow Him. Number two, you are a shepherd to someone, to your family, to your children, to a, a youth here at church, to, to somebody on the job or in the culture, you upperclassmen, you, you've, you are a shepherd, a leader in some way to those um, beneath you. And so the next one is be. Be a good leader. Be a good leader to the other people that follow you, that look to you for guidance, right? This would speak to pastors. Pastor, be a good shepherd. Don't be the selfish one. Don't just be in it for your gain and, and feed only yourself, right? Be a good leader. Point people to to Jesus, provide for them, sacrifice for them, lay down your wants and desires for the, the good of the flock. And then number three, thank. And thank God for His blessings. And thank God for His promises. There's a lot there, right? It's coming. Rest and pasture and drink and, and food and, and nurture and right carrying us up. I mean, these are blessings that God will give spiritually, and one day He's going to give physically, right, to His people, to the people of Israel, to the church. Thank God. How do you not read this and go, God, thank you for shepherding my soul. Thank you for being that Savior that's like a shepherd and for leading us and God, thank you. Much we need your tender care. And he gives it. And so let this passage drive us to say, God, thank you. Thank you. Shepherds and sheep, we know that he is the Lord God. If you're trusting the good shepherd right now, and I want to invite you to stand with me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Making Christ Known. We invite you to join us again next time for another sermon from Adairsville Baptist Church. For more information, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.